It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly two-word review just a shit sandwich. Welcome to the 36th and year-end edition of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. We are being adjudicated by Andre the Kind. What's happening? Madeline the Intern. I'm not an intern anymore. You're not. What are you? Ex-assistant editor. Yes. (laughs) Paul the... I don't know. Yes. (laughs) And me, Kevin, the guy who runs shit. Uh, yeah. Just let that go. <laughs> is that your official title? Yeah, it is. It is. Cool. Uh, this is... Oh, and Valerie's here, too. <laughs> Sorry. Yo. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Looking... Wait. I'm only here to make snarky commentary. Exactly. <laughs> this uh, is already going so well. It is going so well, and that's the power of editing compels me. So, uh, yeah, this is the year-end podcast. We've been away for a little while because we've been sort of lazy. We've been busy. Um, in the time that we've been away, uh, we got voted number four podcast of music podcast of the year by Stitcher. So, not a fucking small deal, but didn't gain us a single Cheers goddamn listener. So, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. All right. Um, Besides the people you hear, uh, we are joined by Dave and Mike from Mittenfields. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Just hanging out. Uh, We're just here for the beer. Yep. (laughs) That's really all we're here for, too. So, um, over the past week and a half, we published our list, what we thought was the best of. Uh, This year, we sort of took a different tack. Instead of making a group list... Uh, we did it individually because we all realized we have very, very different tastes. Um, and it, and this way, instead of doing some bullshit like top 50 or 100 or like 730 best albums of the year, which is in fact the number of releases that exist this year, um, we did it in a, in a fashion so that you got a flavor for like what all of us like and why all of this works together uh, in the fashion that it does. Uh, so if you liked, say, John Hughesian stuff, you listen to uh, Madeline or Synth Or if you just want to get off of Kevin's lawn. Yeah, you know, or if you want to get off my lawn. Uh, if you wanted to rock out your van, you listen to Andre. Uh, if you wanted to listen to bad music, you listen to Paul. <laughs> and then really just my list was the important one, so... Yeah. I mean, okay. when your lawn's the size of a postage stamp, it's not much fits on it. Shit. Uh, it's true. I'm having trouble with the mic. Um, so you can read those lists. They're up on the site now. Uh, there's about ten of them. Uh, Thor's is actually pretty good. Uh, he skews towards the youth vote. <laughs> um, but instead of uh, just running down those, uh, there was a lot of stuff. This was a uh, harsh... Not harsh. Uh it's a busy year for us, and so we didn't get to a lot of stuff. Uh, and and so we're going to discuss stuff that was on our top ten, but we didn't never discuss it on a podcast. Or I don't think we reviewed it. I don't think we saw a show. 
Um, we're going to start out with my number one album of the year uh, is uh, Chancellor Bennett, a.k.a. Chance the Rapper from uh, Chicago, your hometown, Andre. Uh, this is, Zin. I think if you've listened to the podcast, uh, you might have heard Hip Hop Was My Midlife Crisis. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that happened about a year or two ago. Yeah. I <laughs> I will own up to that, yeah. uh, but uh, but I don't think this is about this. Uh, out of all the albums that came out this year, um, this is the one that actually spoke to me the most because uh, he had the most to say. Uh, this was not um, generic hip, well, not generic hip hop. The like the hip hop sphere, I guess. Uh, there's like popular hip hop, and then there's stuff like that was going on in the '90s and even back to the early '80s, like Public Enemy and stuff. Very socially conscious stuff. Have it has a message. Uh, not afraid to go outside what other people are doing and incorporate like old soul, even psychedelia and stuff. Uh, the name of the album is Acid Rap. Even I mean, this is influenced by him and his friends like taking an acid trip, which you don't hear a lot of in going on in hip hop in that scene. Um, what was most impressive about this is that he did it himself. Uh, this is a labelless record. Yeah. This is a free record. Yeah. Um, this is. Uh, we've argued a lot about like how things are going to go in uh, in twenty thirteen going forward for musicians. You know, a lot of people have talked a lot, a lot about it. Uh, Future Music Coalition, like that, this is the whole basis of their summit, uh, and. Everybody is concerned right now with like how many fractions of a penny they're getting from Spotify. And Kenobi, the dog, is... Speaking oh, My dog is uh, interrupting Kevin like I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is awesome. Um, and and there was, there's a huge focus on like how we're going to make money as musicians. Uh, and, you, know, you guys are musicians. Uh, and, you know... But the reality is, is that you do it by simply making good music and just and just making the music, and that's exactly what Chance the Rapper did. And he didn't just do that; he went out and he self-funded his tour. And to put that in perspective, like he's played at, at the time that we saw him, we saw him at the Fillmore, is one of the best shows I've seen this year. Uh, there were people, two DJ openers, uh, and people in the crowd were chanting "Chance, Chance, Chance" from the beginning. Um. And that's a what a twenty five hundred seat venue. Anybody yeah, know Fillmore? Probably around that. Yeah, yeah. He sold out thirty of those. Oh, okay. For the store. Yeah, yeah. So that's going in his pocket. There's yeah, because he's self promoted. So he just rented out the venues. He rented out the venues. Yeah. <clears throat> so rather than yeah, whatever the process is normally. Well, the process is <laughs> Dave. You know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Never play the film one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know you know about booking, like in, yeah. in, you, you know you book shows, and man, this mic is just unruly. And and so, as good as the album is, um, it's a more important message. And and I wrote about this in my write up of the top ten. Is that like if you are an artist, if you're an indie artist or anything, like there's no excuse for you to go out and do it now. There is the reality that you may not hit as big a market. And he had a lot of things going for him. Childish Gambino endorses him, right? Um, well, it changes what becomes the social norm for how a, a system works, yeah. basically. 
you know, music worked in a certain way for many years, and so it kind of everyone had ingrained in them. This is how it. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do to sort of, you know, be part of this. But you know, I think this is an example. I think there are many examples that that whole landscape is completely changing. The way that people conceptualize and understand it is changing, mm-hmm. and it's changing by the people that go out and do it. And you know, it's changing in many ways. And I think Chance the Rapper is one example of how yeah. it's changing. And yeah, particularly absolutely. in the hip hop realm, you know, where the social norm of what hip hop looks like, mm-hmm. you know, has, I don't know, I don't listen to a lot of hip hop, but from my perspective as a non hip hop person, it seems to, it had seemed to be the same for the last 15 years. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. You know, someone could argue. I with mean, me there's, on a, there's, that, a, there's always movements. I mean, it, it's taken on a, uh, like, and I, Marcus was supposed to stop by, and I wish he had, because uh, he could represent this a lot better than I can. It, it's taken on the same path that like rock has taken like it'll move through punk rock and post rock and indie rock and all these all these things and like hip hop is maturing in the ve- in very much the same fashion oh, for sure for sure um, but it's it's maturing in a, in a very different world uh, where you can do this you can do a self release and you can just make it happen like, you know I don't know the numbers but I can't imagine this album cost him more than like 10 grand of studio time it's a bet he took yeah yeah and the tour is a little you have more to expensive, but that's the bet he took. Yeah, and he said, "You know what? Now that I've done that, I have to do this." Yeah, and he did. Yeah, I mean, he took a risk by saying, "I'm going to rent out yeah. <laughs> 30 Fillmore sized venues across the country yeah. and see what happens." Yeah, you know, that's a huge risk it is. for somebody. It's a massive but, risk. But that's the thing. If you you know the the way that people change the landscape is by taking risks. Mm-hmm. If you just do what's normal, then nothing really changes. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, but and I so, think people think they're taking risks by starting a Kickstarter and stuff, so it's interesting that right, he right, just right, completely right. No, he just said fuck it. Ignored and, that yeah, too. I'm just gonna do it. I mean and he could have kickstarted it. You know, but Yeah, no, he could have, but he was like, Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we saw so much of that this year and at in the end of twenty twelve and he's just like, No, I'm not gonna do that either. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's sort of become the norm. And to be clear, this is one of the biggest albums of the year. Like, it's ended up on the top tens of, of everybody. Like, I don't know if... I think uh, uh, Spin didn't put it in number one. I may have been the only one to put it in number one. <laughs> um, but... Uh, it was in a lot of people. But, and honestly, if I'm if I'm being honest, like, the rest of my list was sort of like, well, I gotta have nine others. <laughs> I mean, this is the only thing I really am gonna listen to. Uh, except maybe uh, Jason Isbell. But... Yeah. Um, you know, he uh, he's he's made sort of his brand. He he's done this, and he still isn't signed with the label. Was this his first mixtape? It was his second. Oh, okay, it was his second. So he had some following in Chicago, um, and he had more than a little bit of following. Did he? Yeah. Look at the look at the featurings on your track list, right? Well, there. that's true. When you've got Action Bronson, Childish Gambino, and Absol featured well, on no, your mixtape, well, no, that actually came from uh, Childish Gambino. So Childish Gambino was was a huge proponent of his, and he and he literally was like, "Bring all these people in." Okay, look, I, I don't want to take away from this. Mm-hmm. I just think that he's got some advantages that just like guy in a basement doesn't have. <laughs> Because when you've got when you've got well established artists willing to work with you and championing your work, mm-hmm. then you are already a step ahead. He took a risk. Mm-hmm. He's done something interesting, but you know, guy with a guitar who thinks he can play songs does not have Childish Gambino coming in and sing, and you know playing with him. 
we'll speak to that question after this. I want to, I want to play a track. Um, it, this is uh, there's a suite in the middle of this. Uh, it's, it's sort of the pusher man suite. Uh, the first part of the thing is uh, is your standard hip hop, but then uh, it's it's where he excels the most on this album at the uh, social commentary, talking about his uh, neighborhood in Chicago. Specifically a composition, cause they never been in opposition, getting violations from the nation, correlating you drastically. I've been riding around with my blunt on my lips, with the sun in my eyes and my gun on my hip. Paranoia on my mind, got my mind on the fritz, but a lot of niggas dying, so my nine with the shits. I've been riding around with my blunt on my lips. With the sun in my eyes and my gun on my hip. Paranoia on my mind, got my mind on the fritz. But a lot of niggas dying, so my nine with the shit. Scared too. I know you scared me too. 
Sound of fireworks, and I find the worst worse between knowing it's over and dying first. Cause everybody dies in the summer. When they say goodbyes, tell them while it's spring. I heard everybody's dying in the summer. So pray to God for a little more spring. I know you scared. You should ask us if we scared too. If you was there. So, yeah, so the end of that song is like, you know, I know you're scared, but you should ask because we're scared too. I mean, that's some hard-eating shit, (laughs) to be sure. Um, And that's in an album where, I mean, it definitely, like, moves into a little more uh, of your standard hip-hop. There are some definitely some songs where it's just, like, in the club. Uh, And you can, that's where he shows uh, his, I mean, he's, what, 21 now, I think. Uh, it shows a little bit of his youth on that, uh, but overall, I mean, this is for a, I, I would call it a major release, I think this is, it's sort of unheard of in the past few years, so, um, and what, to speak to Paul's point real quick, though, what you're saying about being privileged, not, well, not privileged, but, um, the thing is, he had his first mixtape, and it was sort of as good, it just didn't get as much attention, and but it got the attention of these people, and then they were all like, "Well, we want to help you do this." Um, and so, yeah, he definitely had help and stuff. But I mean, I guess the lesson to take from it is that you know, if you just consistently make good music, then people will pay attention. And then, no, and I think that's good. Like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from him because I think he has done something in a in a daring way that that's been fairly uncompromising. I just didn't want to make it sound like this is a business model. That Yeah, yeah. Uh, although it could be, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. So that was my number one uh, album of the year. Uh, I think. Uh, so we want to move on to. Waxahachie. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, this was. Uh... This is my third favorite album of the year. Um, unlike some of the ones that we've got on here, we have done a little bit of coverage on this album because uh, Tyler and I went and saw the show over the summer where they, oh, they opened for Screaming Females. Um, it was a great show. Uh, I think the album is pretty fantastic. Uh, uh, Katie Crutchfield, who is Waxahachie, um, put out her first album last year, American Weekend. It was uh, her, I should say her first solo album because she's been in bands before that have uh, that have had some minor uh, minor indie play um it was uh of the very lo-fi bedroom recorded uh variety it was good i think her lyricism uh really stood out on that on that album but it's one of those that kind of begs the question of what's next and about you know six eight months later she drops cerulean salt added a couple of players still recorded actually at her home um and just adding that little extra bit of depth i think uh, took the album up a notch. Took took her uh, skill set from being good to being very very good. You've got the uh, 
you've got you've got some very I think introspective lyrics on here, good musicianship, and she's got a great voice that uh, that really sails uniquely over some of these uh, over some of these songs. I know other people here don't necessarily agree, but uh, and I'm pointing at Kevin, <laughs> but uh, I'm pointing at Kevin. Oh, Jesus, but I think this is kind of this is this cool. is a defining album for the year, and I, I'll admit that I've got a. Uh, I've got a soft spot for this type of music. Everybody's got their own uh, got their own genres that they they move towards. But you get a good you get a good singer songwriter in there uh, working their magic, and it works. I think we should hear it before we let Kevin talk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let the listener make <laughs> all right, all right, decision fine. for themselves. Fine, play the damn song. <laughs> So can I talk now? Or is <laughs> Please do. So, <clears throat> Paul, you know I respect your musical opinion. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, because 
uh, I didn't listen to this a lot this year. It made your list. It made Madeline's list. It was not on my list. Are you sure? I thought it was Aubrey's. Oh, it was Aubrey's list, yeah. Um, I realized something in listening to this. I'm not a teenage girl. <laughs> Neither is Paul. <laughs> and I'm not a well, teenager either. Well, the to be made. Not there's anything Maybe wrong Paul's with being a teenage girl. <laughs> teenage girl wrapped in a 30-something-year-old 30, 30 so. man's body. <laughs> be telling you. This is, what, this is some sort of romantic comedy we just invented. <laughs> yes. Would have, like, yes. really changed Maybe. us if we knew he was a teenage girl? Did you, like, <laughs> find some magical mask <laughs> that... Switched you with a teenage girl? Wasn't there a There's movie a with Kurt Cameron? No, hey, let's soften this. We're, we're attacking yeah. Paul and not talking about the music. Right. No. Well, I just think uh, obviously. No, I'll, I'll, I'll joke you aside before before you go. Uh, yeah, this is. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> are, are you done with ad hominem attacks? Are you gonna say something now? Yeah, I, I am. Um, it was. Uh, 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 I found it a very serviceable album, right? I was, I was sort of. <laughs> come on, Valerie, stop laughing. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm not done. You just talk. No, no. What else do you want me to say? Talk, yeah. No, Kevin thinks it's a serviceable album, and no, I, it just. So this is, and we'll get into this at the end of the podcast, at least uh, for my. It, it, it's fine. It's 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 good actually. Like it's well made and stuff. But how many times have you heard this? Well, the thing is, I haven't heard this particular album before. No. And no, listen, I haven't. I think that when you're talking about personal music, then even if you're expressing universal themes, you're expressing personal experience filtered through mm-hmm. the musicianship of an individual. And sometimes that connects with people, and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it connects with certain people, yeah. and sometimes it doesn't. This but, album happens to have uh, connected with me very well, even though I'm not a teenage girl. <laughs> um, and, a, and a lot of other people as well. So, and, and, and to be clear, like the other thing I realize is that I clearly have no feelings or so. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, uh, I, mean, like, I don't think anybody here doubted that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, but that's not true because I look at I look at a lot of the stuff that's on your that's on your list, and there are a lot of albums that I can re- I can recognize the musicianship on, right, right. but that I listen to and it doesn't do anything for me. Sure. I mean, honestly, Chance is one of those for me. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to reopen this back up, but like <laughs> I can listen to it and I can say I recognize that he's got a good skill set, mm-hmm. and I know why people like it, but it's not something that I want to put on. Yeah. And can that's I, just a personal. Be, how do you feel about Lex Action? <laughs> No, <laughs> be Is he in his teenage years? That's that's. <laughs> how, uh, 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 yeah. He is a teenager. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's how Kenobi feels about being five feet away from me right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's how it feels when you play group perform. Oh, wow, you're going deep into polls. <laughs> Nobody loves group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but Madeline, you do like this, right? Yeah, I I do like it. I think there's, I could be wrong, but it seems like there's sort of a, a revival of this type of music, mm-hmm. especially coming out of the Midwest. Um, like the band that's opening for Waxahachie at Black Cat in January is in the same vein, um, and so I think it's sort of finding its niche again. And I mean, it's not my favorite album ever, sure, sure, but sure. it's it's good. And 
I mean, I guess if I'm feeling emotional, then I would listen to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but aren't we always emotional? Uh, I yeah. guess. Unless you're Kevin. You're always exhibiting <laughs> some form of emotion. Well, right? and, and honestly, I think the interesting part of this year-end list making is sometimes when you're going through it, and I, you know, Kevin and I have probably spent way too much time on Gchat talking yep. about the, uh, the top tens process. At least for me, some of the albums that end up up there surprise me when I go through them because you have to start thinking about what have I really listened to this year, what's gone up there. And Waxahachie, you know, when I first heard the album, I thought, oh, you know, this might break the top ten. And by the end, it was at number three because I realized, you know, this is what I put on. At yeah, night, I, so. actually, that's a good point because, like, Isbell was like, I love that album, but it was like maybe nine, ten down there, and it was like, Number two. Yeah. yeah. When you think about some of those ones that you think, oh, you know, this is the one that should be at 3-4, and then you realize you haven't listened to it in three months, then... That's why Daft Punk yeah. dropped off of mine. Yeah. 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 That and I don't like to dance. Yeah. <laughs> or have fun. Kevin, yeah, like, you should, lo- you should lose yourself to dance. <laughs> Seriously, I think what we've established this year is that Kevin has no soul. In a very <laughs> small <None>. lawn. Yeah. <laughs> well, the lawn is... Small but full. Incontrovertibly very, very small. Full. Kevin, we yeah. learned this year that even robots and androids can have soul. Yeah. But you can't. <laughs> Man, you do love that Janelle Monet. I do. <clears throat> um, what about this minx business? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Well, or should um, we hear so, it so this was... Uh, yeah. No, well, it's... Give it a little intro, Madeline. Uh, this was one of your top picks of the year, right? Uh, and and I actually, I hate to admit it, didn't listen to it until you suggested it for the podcast. And I'm surprised that you liked it. I was okay. <laughs> Are you in this basement? Have you like hung out with me and Daria? Like yes. Okay then. Right. <laughs> Anyways, proceed. So this is my number three album of the year. Um, kind of came out of left field for me. Um, one of the few times that throughout this year where I scrambled to Shazam a song in a mm-hmm. store. Um, so that happened with Minx and from there I just became obsessed with the album, listening to it practically nonstop. Um, I think it's a very seasonal album in that it's great for summer. Um, so I wouldn't really recommend like trying to get into it now in the middle of winter. Um, but it's a vastly different album from their first release um, which was a lot more dark and brooding whereas this new album ties in as really kind of electro poppy and bright. Um, and as Kevin coins it, a John Hughes soundtrack. Oh, it's, it's so definitely, definitely. Um, is this so their first album? This is their second album. Okay. It's just the sophomore album. And like I was saying, it's, it's a really big shift from their first, which oh, was, it okay. yeah, it was more like drony and kind of insular. And hmm. so we watched some kind of wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Which is possible. So, uh, play a song. What's, what's the name of the song? Uh, this is called Painted Indian. Back to red. 
kids are running crazy Setting fires to buildings when the schools are out And I hear you got your sunglasses on And you hate everyone Now you're talking about some book I probably lent you From black to white to red to white and back to red Andre, what happened in the montage in your mind on that track? <laughs> <laughs> Swear Molly Ringwald got the makeover. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where she made her dress. Made Remember when she handmade yeah. it? Is this yeah. 16 and a half candles? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the direct-to-video sequel. Right. <laughs> It'd be amazing. As the Olsen twins. I realize They I- marry each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized that. So one of the Olsen, is it Ashley or Mary Kate, who's running after who, who's getting in an airplane at that moment? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> who's the teenage girl? The montage in Andre's mind. Oh, the montage in your mind. Okay. Yes. I, I realized uh, that actually the song at the end of 16 Candles is a Thompson Twins song, and I've been on a Thompson Twins kick all fucking year. And, I, I, and in 41 years, I didn't figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> And now I know. It was like it was like mid April when I was like, "Fuck, that's that song." Anyways, we digress. Um, Dave, actually, you said you said you, you found that that was the first time you heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you find I it. Dig it. Yeah, you dig it. I dug it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm not the biggest fan of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, but they did it. Uh, they did it well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find it like sort of not not funny that you like it. Mad on. I mean, it, it makes sense if you're a big fan of the Breakfast Club and stuff. I think yeah. I think it's interesting that, that the guy is choosing like now to like revisit that because it is such a faithful recreation of that type of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we've been seeing that for a while, yeah, a couple yeah, of years yeah. now. This back to those '80s John Hughes sort of thing. But but it's kind but, of to the happy side of that. Yeah, I kind of wish there'd be some bands that go to maybe more of the Love and Rocket side. Oh, you know, because <laughs> there was a song or two oh, on that album. Rocket. I got a Love and actually Rocket did story. remind me of that, mm-hmm. and I was hoping that they would go a little more down that direction because mm-hmm. I think. And this is, I don't know, if a criticism or a critique of that. Kind of, a lot of people are going this route of, like, you know, this 80s kind of John Hughes, you know, songs from the, you know, movies and stuff. And But there was kind of a darker side of that. There was kind of a counterpoint right. to that at that time mm-hmm. as well that, you know, like Love and Rockets or Echo and the Bunnymen and all those groups, you know. and Yeah, that, he gets compared to Echo and the Bunnymen and sure. bands like that a lot, actually. I heard it a little bit. Maybe the first album maybe was <laughs> yeah, more of that, and it, I need yeah, to go check that was. out. So. And it's funny because Andrew actually interviewed him yeah, for the yeah, site, yeah, yeah. and the guy, Sonny, was just like, oh, I don't really listen to music. Like, I've never listened to... You know, the well, that, that's always, always, a hundred percent time a bullshit answer. I'm sure it is, but <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, no, that's what uh, you say now when you're I, in a band. I, yeah, I don't. I, listen. I'm, I'm too sorry, cool. With the Beatles, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have no influences. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. But I, he claims that his inspiration for this album was moving to a house by, um, like by the ocean side and just everything that came with that so it's a very you can definitely hear that it's a very sunny summery well, album sure. that's um, why music that comes out of california sounds a well, certain it's, way he's from know? brooklyn though, <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah so cool my, my my favorite comment from a band is man i remember uh not having any influences before not having any influences was cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indeed. That can sum up everything that we all do. Um, yeah, this is a surprising thing. It, it, it wouldn't have made my top ten, actually. Uh, I'm, but, su- I'm honestly surprised it made mine, but, but I just I, listened to yeah. it so much that. Yeah. Kind was that of the o- spot. was that the only surprise on yours? Like when because we were talking about this like stuff that just sort of bubbled up and yeah. was like, oh shit! This honestly, is really... this didn't make my list, but the Lord album. Yeah. If I were to remake my list today, huh? it would be on there, and that would Lady? that surprises me. You like the Lord? Yeah, I do. Do you want to go see Lord yeah. with me in March? Yeah. <laughs> For sixty-five dollars. Yeah, plus no. Fees it already to the no. It already sold out though. So <laughs> what? It sold, sold out. out. Yeah. Five dollars plus fees. So Was there like four thousand people or something like that can go to that? I I've actually yeah. never been to Echo Stage. I don't know what the capacity is. It's big. Um. So, um. Other than that. I don't really think there were there were really any surprise is. No. So. Is that song pretty representative of the whole album just for someone who's never heard it? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay. Yeah. Paul, like, what did you think of that? You've been Kenobi sitting. Um, I thought it was all right. I don't have a whole lot to say on this. I I listened to the How album. How does it differ from Churches? It's a lot different Church, from Churches. churches is Please much let's not different. even get into yeah. that discussion. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, come on! Why, okay. how, why are we comparing and contrasting between these? They both use synthesizers. That's the same <laughs> thing. Okay. I mean, you might as well be like, "What's the difference between this and Peter Gabriel?" Then. 
Yeah, what is the difference? Between What's between difference between this and Hawkwind? Oh. <laughs> that could yes. fill a book. It's yeah. Well, hold on. Yeah. Well, what was it? What was it in hair metal? What was I saying? You and savages between. Yeah, savages and hair metal. Savages and hair metal. Oh shit. Oh. Well. All right, lawyers, lawyer up. Say shit. God damn it, Valerie. She's a. I need a gavel for this. <laughs> I judge you soulless. No, you need a silk robe and a bottle of cognac right now. <laughs> Stat. Oh, wow. Stat. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, That's terrible. Jeez, it's like it's all limp over there. This isn't as bad as last year <laughs> when, by this point, we had had like a, each had a bottle of bourbon. So, um, all right. Little diversion. Uh, or went off the path a little bit. Uh, let's get back to it. Answer, yeah. Andre. What's happening? You are the lone gunman left. I am. So, Andre. Yes. You're a man. <laughs> I'm I'm in touch with my emotions. <laughs> you are. You have a van. <laughs> in, a, in your soul. Yeah, it's it's. I, it's you it's have not a van physical. in your soul. It's, it's an but, it's an emotional space. But it's not a it's not a physical thing. I I'm gonna say. Would you say the van is your spirit animal. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Well, that's why you the chose the unicorn it as van. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I found that and showed it to him. He's like. <laughs> I just have to say the best thing about Andre's top ten was reading it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is always like because if you read it otherwise, you're like, what the? Huh? What? But if you if you know him, yeah, like, space, final frontier. Yeah, I almost wish you would read like the intro paragraph to your top ten right now because it was just that great. It's uh, you know you get in a special headspace you know when you start writing from the van. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know, hang out. You know, you go to the sweat lodge. You hang out. After some peyote. You talk to your your spirit animal, the unicorn van. Yeah. And then it flows. Yeah. So so as a man who ma- likes to make cosmic journeys. I think my... I think this ended up, like, very high on you. Was it number two? Number two, yes. Yeah, number two on your list is the cosmic journey of the soul. It was. Of the fields. Yeah, the there are songs say. about eagles flying, <laughs> people painting stuff on boats. You know, it was it was it was a journey. Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? Here? <laughs> talking about the Bill Callahan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his Dream River album. Yeah, it's very nice. He kind of sings like this, like I'm talking right now. <laughs> it's kind of just a talking man as he <laughs> as the band jams behind him. You know, I think yeah. my favorite thing about the album was that there really isn't a drummer. Just like yeah. a guy playing wood sticks in the back, all of a sudden, you know, like, kink, 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 or like a bongo or two, you know. No, he, he's, but it had a groove, unlike a lot of albums this year. Yeah, so if you so, listen to it, so now he he is, uh, I think, a good portion of his career has been spent like making records as small, correct? Yeah, that's where he started out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the yeah. voice, the voice is on is completely recognizable. You can't like it's this is, yeah, it just jumps out at you. Yeah, I mean, I if uh, and I wrote it in my write up of it. I think he's kind of the modern purveyor of kind of the ideology of Willie Nelson, 
Merle Haggard. You know, we talk about the evolution of types of music. Chance the Rapper, hip-hop evolving over time. How is that sort of music that Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and all these people kind of started or kind of developed out as a byproduct? And they were, you know, pulling from a byproduct of something, and he's kind of taking it this next step, you know. Um, and it has a lot of components of it has very similar components of that or pulls from that kind of idea of Americana and folk and but it's but at the same time it's kind of not it's a it's a weird thing it's a lot of stories it's a lot of him just talking and he's and he, but he's talking about stuff and you know he's like the first song the opening track he's just talking about sitting in a hotel bar by himself here. you know and that's what the song is about drinking in a hotel bar by yourself that's what the song is about you know and it's like he's like I think the best line on that first song is like I only the only two words I said today or the only words I said today were thank you and beer you know and it's like you can see this guy sitting in this bar you know I can I visualized him doing this you know staring out the window looking at the chairs you know it's like because I've been there you know <laughs> and if you've been there and you've done that it's like oh shit he's this guy's writing songs for me that's cool you know but, the, but he, a lot of the songs are about you know talk a lot about loneliness too which is a really it flows throughout a lot of love and loneliness at the same time. Let's you know? let's actually hear that song and then we'll uh, come back to talk about being <laughs> drinking while sleeping, strangers unknowingly keep me company. Hotel bar Looking out a window That isn't there Like Marvin Gaye Mortal joy Is that way 
outside a train sings its whale song to a long, long train, a long, long gone, then silence comes back alone. Scaffolding Until the wind finds something to ping Or the pinging thing finds the wind We're all looking for a body Callahan made me feel like I could go and have a singing career now too. We share a similar wow. Now where I was going to go with it, but yeah, you know, he inspired me. This, this is what you want to do. This is what you make. Well, we can make this happen Dude, tonight. This <laughs> I maybe could because I could. Well, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah, but but enough from me. I don't know what anybody else thought of this. Right. See, Paul. Honestly, this seems like this would be something that might be up your alley. Oh yeah, it's this is absolutely in my wheelhouse. This makes you want to put your dog in a truck and just go drive down some country roads. You road don't have a yeah. truck. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Your dog is your, underneath my couch right now. Car. <laughs> hey, I have a car, just not a truck. Okay. Put it in my grandpa's truck. Okay. But I know you dig on the Leonard Cohen. Yeah. And I think this has a little bit, mm. an element of that. This, it's almost like the dude's, you know, just saying, you know, spewing poetry and the band's jamming in the background, you know. Yeah, I, I think this this type of album almost has to come out every year. Like, this year is Bill Callahan's turn. And, I mean, he's he's done some turns with Smog and stuff, and then it's come out. And in that year, it's been, the, but, yeah, it is, uh, it's heavily influenced by Cohen. Oh, sure, like, sure. It's heavily, no. Does he play any instrument himself, or does he? Just... I think he plays the guitar. Oh, okay. I think he might strum the guitar, but I think then there's a lead guitar player as gotcha. well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, on the whole, it is a. Um, it's not a feel-good album, but it is. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but but I mean, but I mean that yeah, in, I mean... in in a, in the sense that it is very much. Sometimes you. Don't want to feel necessarily good. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you feel lonely. Sometimes, sometimes love gets low, you down. You know, man. that's all right. Are you saying love hurts? No, I mean, yeah. Sometimes you just like uh, you need to mellow out and uh, make make shit happen for yourself. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, baby, yeah. what you working at? We won't let you be lonely tonight, buddy. So Kenobi does not like Bill Callahan. We wait comment. We're not be tweeting about this event. So it's a very, I mean, from an instrument, an instrument or musical point of view. I gotta know. I gotta do it. I think. 
you know, beyond just his vocals and stuff, I think the accompaniment is really interesting as well. Like the spaciousness that's created by the band while he's just kind of talking. Because it's, you know, like there's not really, to most of the songs, there's no like verse chorus structure. It's just like him doing what he wants, which, you know, Leonard Cohen style. And the band kind of has, they almost have to react to him. Because I don't even know if they knew how he was going to sing it. You know, it was just like, you know, they got they just went in the van, got it all smoky, jumped out, and pressed record, and here we go. You know, and because it has that kind, and I, it, you know, kind of like jazz or you know, the Grateful Dead had that feeling of spontaneity. It has that. That's what I. It drew me in for that reason that it had that kind of component to it, where it was like it just sounded like these dudes just sat down and pressed record, and here we go. You know. Well, I thought it was interesting that you said there wasn't really a drum presence on the album because in previous podcasts, that tends to be what you go for. You tend to really love drums and pay attention to that. So That's, That is true. <laughs> so I like the wood sticks on this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very... I mean, the, the nature of the music like demands that it be organic. Yeah. Like, isn't it? And well, now, now, when you're not watching 16 and a Half Candles, man, I'm like, would you find yourself listening to this? No. No? It's not. You're not a semi-sad, middle-aged man? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not. I haven't had that drinking alone in a I'm, bar experience, so. Oh, you, you should try it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you're of legal drinking, right? Sock it away for when you do. (laughs) Oh, you'll have it once you write that like bad review of the latest Bieber album. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) I don't even know how to react to that. (laughs) I mean, I was was reaching for an album. I was just like, oh come on! I told you I prefer One Direction box set. Ah, yeah, Jesus, that's right, it's one, One Direction. Did we ever get the Robin Thicke box set? <laughs> no. Were we, we supposed we, to get we, it? I bought it for that. Kevin for Christmas. Oh, nice. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> These are things that shouldn't happen. Um, yeah, no, that's not even on my lawn. That's on like, that note, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, th- those were four of our uh, yeah. favorite albums this year. Yeah, that was my number two. So yeah. Charles Bradley was my number one. Charles Bradley yeah. was... And, and worth mentioning, I mean, there is... Um, we might take a quick break. See when Paul can get down here. Um, and the piano gallery is just full yes. of which camp we fall in. <laughs> there you go. Chance. Based wa- on what your choices were. Waxatucci. <laughs> <laughs> monks. <laughs> is it monks? <laughs> Way to marginalize her, Andre. Chance the Ripper. Waxatucci. Chance the Waxatucci. Monks. Waxatucci. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, man, it's going to ask me. Bill of the Calvin Tribe. Hey, how, how's the yeah. new uh, Beyonce album? <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. We are going to get to that. Uh, so, so let's um, actually Valerie had a good, very good point. Let's let the peanut gallery judge. Like, so we've talked about this, um, like these four albums. And these were some of our favorites of the year. Uh, some were number one, some two, some three, some stop, Paul. Uh, <laughs> not here to defend. Paul's was number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was number three for him. Uh, so peanut so gallery, what you have heard tonight. <laughs> uh, we'll start with uh, Mike. 
Mike. Yes, sir. <laughs> How'd you feel about what you're tonight? Um, I enjoyed much of it. I, I have done a very bad job of, of listening to new music this year. And yeah. I would have to say that it, uh, the, uh, our, our last uh, depressing bar music song would be something that I would probably go right. check out nice. more of. Nice. You like depressing bars? Occasionally. Occasionally. I, I am I am middle-aged now, so I have to, uh, I have to work on that. Mike is totally getting in the van. Right. Nice. Oh, nice. Well, Valerie. The van is filling. You want to come? Hang out in the van. Okay, so I like Chance the Rapper, but if I were gonna pick like the van or like the middle age camp <laughs> or the younger, why, why did you just point at me? <laughs> I oh, wait. <laughs> I I think that I fall e- either in Paul's Paul's list. Like I think nice. Paul's selections like align with my choices or Madeline's like that's a fine taste so 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 (laughs) the the team (laughs) team on the couch team waxatucci it's one (laughs) and monks dave how you feel about monkatucci yeah yeah i'm gonna go with monks me But, Circle back to the, the bad so, jokes. So by that, so by that count, I <laughs> win. Yeah. So my lawn is better than Kevin's. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hence why I should be editor in chief, not just ex assistant editor. Christ. So, so even though I'm going with Meeks, yeah, I will have to say, listening to Bill Callahan while I was in the bathroom was very soothing. <laughs> Dude. So if you are having problems urinating, you may want to put. Maybe is there a is there a P note? I know there's a B note, a brown note. Is oh, there a P note? Oh, there's a P note. It's Bill oh Callahan. man, we're, we're getting before we get oh. into the year. Let, let's discuss it. Now, now, now I know what to play at practice next time. For Dave needs to calm down. Everybody or, knows. Or everybody knows the brown note. Everybody knows the brown note. You know the brown note. You don't know the brown note. I know. I've you know what it is. I know. Is it? Isn't it like it's a mythical, uh, mythical beast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> it, it is a note so low and so vibrous. You poop yourself. Just listen to the Brown Note podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, we have a whole way to market it. In I mean, I mean, well, maybe there's a P note. Assistant editor. <laughs> there's a P note though now too. Okay. We spin it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll send that to Bill Callahan. Oh, no. editing. It's, yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> that his vocals can loosen <laughs> things to allow free flowage. You know, yeah. <laughs> I am not a medical doctor here, but, you know. So what are you excited about for 2014? You know what I'm excited about? Actually, the Roadkill Ghostwire album. Yeah. They are recording it right now. Uh, not to like plug those guys, but uh, you know we know those guys pretty well, and uh, they are recording. Uh, heard uh, a video that Andrew posted. He was dancing around, nice. and but you could hear the song behind it. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Uh, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. so um, I think uh, I, I would assume uh, Chance the Rapper for me is gonna he, he's gonna put out another album. 2014. I, I can't imagine he wouldn't. Like he's, you know, um, uh, I have the war on drugs. <laughs> well, that's all you, man. Um, if if we want to talk about, it, let's go around and then we'll come back yeah. to me. So Valerie. So I realize I don't 
listen to a lot of music that you guys listen to, but I'm really excited. Um, Holly Miranda, who is an artist you probably have never heard of, um, she did an album that a couple of years ago that was produced by Dave Satek from uh, TV on the radio, and um, she did a Kickstarter last year to try to raise money to make an album her way, and it's coming out in February. The first two tracks came out this October, and they're fantastic. You can find them online. Um, Everlasting, I think, and Desert Call. They're really great, and she's putting out her first, like, completely, um, like, self-directed album, and I'm really excited to hear it. War on drugs. <laughs> Just war on drugs. Yeah. yeah, that album is coming out, and, and that is, um, yeah, we shouldn't backtrack. Yeah. But Kurt I, I was about to say, you like war on drugs, but not Kurt Vile. You like Kurt Vile, but not war on drugs, really? Yeah. What? <laughs> we we will we'll have discussion elsewhere. Yeah. I like Kurt Vile. Thank you. And I like war on drugs. Kevin doesn't like Kurt Vile. Paul, how do you feel about Kerval? Um, I I don't like the Rock and Roll Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like Kerval. Like this is we'll do an actual <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. <Yeah. laughs> um, no, I like Kerval. I, I thought that his album this year was pretty good. I didn't think it was as good mm-hmm. as his previous album, though, um, which made my top ten. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Madeline, what you looking forward to? Wilco, I believe they're putting out a new album. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Interesting. And real estate. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were putting out. It was recorded either. in Wilco's loft, so. Oh. Hopefully, they'll both be amazing. Nice. Look forward to it. So, Paul. Um, off the top of my head, I'm interested to see if these uh, TV on the radio singles turn into an album next year. They are. The uh, first one I thought was very good. Uh, also, a uh, new Dum Dum so Girls single is very good, and I think their new album is coming out in March. So. My lady is like throwing devil horns at Paul's choices. So, little known fact my lady and the Tunde betrothed. So, did you make babies? She would. Nice. <laughs> yes. I have a van. <laughs> you want to borrow it? <laughs> uh, I I will double down on the TV on the radio, even though it means I will lose my lady. But um, uh, you have to make sacrifices for art. I guess so, man. I mean, what about a Mittenfield's record? Oh shit! Uh, well, we're working on it. Hopefully, it, it'll, it'll come out hopefully we we think it will come out in 2014. Yes. When in 2014? Check back with us in a couple months. Yeah. Lots of uh, melodica on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jaw harp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get some flute. banjo in Lots there. Lots of flute. And, uh, flute? Oh, Maybe the loot. Man, if you guys can get like a triple flute loot solo going. Yeah. Be just Pan like flute. <laughs> Pan flute. Yeah. Um, uh, oboe. Yeah. There's not enough oboe. I really like the clarinet too. There's I know, not enough yeah. clarinet I, in rock yeah. nowadays. Is that the point in the podcast we're in? Yeah. Comparing woodwinds. I am just God damn okay, it! We now, went right back down to the fucking. Okay, now Floyd I'm hole. going to give my recommendations to bands in 2014. <laughs> you need to increase your clarinet and oboe. More clarinet and oboe. <laughs> I prefer the jazz flute. Okay, yeah. So that'll be a new catchphrase other than more cowbell, more oboe. 
clarinet. Not enough people rock the clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So like all that, and, and in 2014, like less remixes, please. Less churches. Less, yes. <laughs> oh. Madeline, we're on the outs now. Oh. Doesn't sorry, matter. Paul. She's assistant Talk editor. Bands are recording <laughs> in a church. Ex assistant editor. Right? <laughs> I just reinstated. Are you talking band or actually this new trend of recording in a church? Madeline is not making an anti-religious statement. <laughs> That's correct. Madeline That's is opposed to whatever the castanets are doing now. Then she's, she's okay if Mary Kate Scottish wants band, to marry. Send us hate mail. Ashley Olson. Uh, she's okay with that. So, less remixes. Less time. Sorry, I had to put uh, that yeah, one in there too. You know, <laughs> none of the like, time. None of the heim. Uh, yes, those I'm done. I just will say. Two. I will say also. Uh, just like synth pop, fucking watch a John Hughes movie. For the love of God, make a Minx record. Hey, you that's know a something? Good endorsement. People can make music that sounds like music before and have it still be quality. I, I know it's hard I know, to be- it's hard to believe when you like Jason Isbell, but. You can actually no, take no, a sound that's, from that's the past. Not what, and that's not it. what I'm saying. How about a I'm, Thompson Twins reunion? Nice. No. Well, I mean, that would just be the shit, now, right. wouldn't it? What if they teamed with monks? And <laughs> they, <laughs> I don't know. Who's this band, Monks, you keep talking about? <laughs> check out their new album. It has a glass skull on the cover. It's pretty nice. Monks. Sorry, Waxatucci. <laughs> well, I think it's a, that sounds like a town in Tennessee. Less bands selling tickets for $65 plus fees when they have one album in less than an hour's worth of material. Uh, Lord! But she knows David Bowie, so... Um, hey, we're about to surpass the two-hour mark here. No, we're, not, we're actually not. <laughs> I'm just no, that's true. We're like an hour. A little more than an hour. Um... Yeah. More Sleater Kenny reunion. So that is it. Like, actually, no. Lady, can, can you talk about a Sleater Kenny reunion? Like, what you want? The reunion to actually happen? I would like for them not to have broken up. How was it that? <laughs> Probably the first and last appearance of Daria on the podcast. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Uh,. That'll be good for you guys. It absolutely will. Yeah. You're a big man. I'm hoping for a full yes reunion with John Anderson. John Anderson? Anderson? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> if we could get... Uh, a good thing or... It, yeah. Now, okay. now I don't Paul... Know, are you processing I, that? Yeah. Processing yeah. You're having a New Year's party. <laughs> if we could get Wang Chung to play your party... Oh. Oh. For like hundred bucks, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. What about an outfield reunion? They're still together, man. What? Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> what if? What if? The lead singer from Boston rose from the grave. He cannot do that. But you know what? Fucking Boston put out an album this year. Oh what? Yeah. They did. 
They, they, look, with things with, you didn't know about with, 2013. With, here we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things you didn't know. Like Arcade Fire, I thought they were good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boston made an album. Yeah, they, Are we at the point in the podcast where this all still needs to be recorded. Yeah, <laughs> well, absolutely, That's absolutely. Yeah, I think we like, passed that. Um, yeah, so we, so yeah, we crossed through our bitch list. Uh, you know, yeah. Hey, yeah. At the end of the day, fucking. 2014 artists like make it happen like be more like Chance the Rapper like if you're gonna make a fucking come on no <laughs> no if you're gonna make a fucking album make a fucking That's album not advice be more like Chance the Rapper <laughs> well give them your advice yeah, my advice is look <laughs> artists just keep doing your thing sometimes it's gonna stick um, just Think about what Burl eyes. I disagree. Just let him. Paul, yeah. I love you, Paul. I do. But like so many artists, and I'm using air quotes, we're phoning it in this year. And phoning it in doesn't count as art. It doesn't make you an artist. It makes you a business person who's trying to make money. Hold on for a second. A, there's nothing oh, wrong with shit. there's nothing wrong with trying to make money. And B. Look, we've all got streaming services. We all have ways to listen to this. You listen to it once. You don't like it. You move on. There's more stuff to listen to than there ever has been before. And I think it's fantastic that people are out there trying to do their thing. And if new, uh, if established artists aren't, aren't doing what you like, then, you know, find the next thing. And if people aren't, if people aren't delivering what you want, there's a lot of product out there for you to work through. Like Chance the Rapper. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think I think we have reached the end of our functionality. Uh, I'm actually going to give our assistant editor, our new assistant editor. She's not an ex-assistant editor. Like, so okay. wow, I can have shit. the cats now? No, you can't have the cats. That's my uh, only condition as assistant editor. Well, we're, we're going to have to negotiate a little more. I'll rent you a dog. Um, oh, I'd love that. Madeline, you have the last word of the year. Oh, that's... Pressure. I know it is, um. but. <laughs> Wait, am I giving advice or? Yeah, whatever just... you want to say. Whatever talk, you want to say. Talk to Butler. Just talk to him. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last word. <laughs> we will see you all in three weeks. Thank you for listening to Twenty Glasses the podcast. You and I can barely see the dawn Side by side we had love to carry on And I still hear guitars in the